Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. It's once again parade time in Pasadena, where tradition meets college football in one epic bowl game. With the DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make every play count. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on college football. So if you think this is where Michigan and Jim Harbaugh finally break through, or you think the song remains the same and the Crimson Tide and Nick Saban lift the trophy once again, either way, you play on DraftKings. So download the app now, use the code TBOB, T-B-O-B, and new customers score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just five bucks on college football only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBOB. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 100 Six eight hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yo, what's up, y'all? Happy Friday. Bowl season rolling right along. Choo! Wait, that was a fun Pop-Tarts Bowl yesterday. I could not believe that they descended upon that mascot and gobbled him up like that after the game. That shit was crazy. I'm T-Bob Bear. He's Aaron Murray. This is Colin Wilson, host of the Big Bets on Campus podcast. Been winning us money, growing our nut all year long. Catch all his content on the At- Action Network. Go follow him on Twitter. Uh, Colin, what's up, man? How? how yeah, we, we talked Last time we talked, it was pre-Christmas. Mm-hmm. And on that day, I think you had a bunch of future monies roll in, all the over-unders from before the season said it was going to be a great Christmas. Did it indeed end up being a great Christmas? 
It was a great Christmas for everybody. We got new golf clubs laying around this house. Ooh. We've got vacations planned. Well, my wife's oh, happy. Wow. My daughter's happy. Everybody's happy. It was a great Christmas. Wow. How old's your daughter? I have a 17-year-old daughter, a 17-year-old oh, okay. boy, and a 16-year-old boy. This house is so Jesus full of hormones. I got to get out of here. I'm going oh. to the Rose Bowl. So I'm about to hit a plane tonight, go out to California, enjoy a nice week of golf and Rose Bowl. Okay. I was just wondering, yeah. so so you don't have a brand new 15-foot Barbie Dreamhouse monstrosity <laughs> taking up whatever little room you had in your home left anyway? No, I mean, my boys were back-to-back. -back. The Legos, the building, the everything, that was nah. all past me. I am in cruise control. I am champagne on Christmas morning and just wow. lounging the whole day. Oh, God, so good. So I mean, I, I mean, let's be clear. I did a lot of drinking and lounging myself on the Lord's <laughs> Day. It was great. Um, Aaron had to go to work. And I continued to be uh, blessed with gifts from grandma and grandpa where my, my mom showed up with a new gift for my son today that I, of course, had to build all morning. So yeah, hell yeah. yeah it just um, doesn't end at this age. All right. So let's, uh, I'm just going to really expose myself and how holiday I still am right now. Um, what, what all games are we breaking down with Colin here, Aaron? Well, I figure we're going to do the college ball playoff. Yes, yeah. just to play, just to play. I mean, I, I thought I thought there were more on that list. Okay, we're just doing the playoff. Okay, my bad, guys. Uh, all right, time to talk college Host of the year. My goodness, let's Host go. The year, guys. No, no, shut the again. Shut the fuck up. Everyone knows the week after Christmas doesn't exist. Like you can't be judged professionally by anything you do in this week. Before it came on, we were just talking about how ridiculous it is with these with these uh, with with these bowl games. Like you're just gambling for fun. You can't know what's going to, none of this exists. When has a sale ever been made on December 28th? Name me the big contract that was signed. Okay. No, no. We've had a couple of big, big baseball ones. Um, yeah, true. True. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk the Rose Bowl. Uh, we talked about a ton on yesterday's show, Colin. So I'm very fascinated to get your insight. Um, who you got, Alabama or Michigan? Yeah, this one was rough for me because I'm the one sitting around with nine to one on Alabama futures thinking I'm not going to touch that going into this game. I don't have a single penny on Michigan. Then I wrote this up for Action Network, should be out tomorrow, full preview, and I completely did a 180. I think Michigan can absolutely win this game. There is a path for them. This here, feels like validation, dude. Sorry. That there is a path of execution that they have to stay on. And if they do that, they're going to win this game. Now, Texas and Georgia laid out the blueprint on defense about what to do with Jalen Milrow. You have to maintain your pass rush integrity and keep Jalen Milrow in the pocket. You have to take away the deep pass because he has 24 big-time throws and no mistakes the entire year on passes over 20 yards. What? But if you shift that, it's crazy. If you shift that to 10 to 19-yard passes, one big-time throw, seven turnover-worthy plays, all his interceptions and mistakes come on medium-range passing. Mm -hmm. What's Mission going to do? They're going to line up in quarters, back everybody up, and that defensive line can give Alabama's offensive line a lot of issues. Now, when you go to the other side of the ball, this is where it gets interesting because I can completely see Michigan doing this to Alabama's offense. But over on the offensive side for for the Wolverines, I'm what what kind of what kind of team are we going to see here? The one that tried to line up and bully Georgia two years ago in the playoff, or the one that went spread and tempo and yeah, wild on TCU? Yeah, it's got to be what we saw last year. It's got to be McCarthy moving around with a in, with a completely healthy ankle, hitting Donovan Edwards out there. I think we're going to see the Michigan offense that we saw in the Fiesta Bowl last year come out here, Sheryl Moore, in his bag of tricks. The one player I would play a prop on, Roman Wilson, 11 TDs on the season. He comes straight out of the slot. 
Alabama cannot defend slants. They're great on the outside. Kool-Aid McKinstry, Terry and Arnold, they can't cover slants for some reason. They were so good years past with their uh, slot safety with Malachi Moore, but he has really dropped off in coverage grading. So Michigan's going to have success on offense, showing us things we haven't seen since the Fiesta Bowl last year. It's not a big bet, but I'm covering up my futures on Alabama and taking Michigan. Mm, 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 mm. How about okay? So, so because on yesterday's show, Colin, I said like if I could remove the coaches and just look at the teams, I want to pick Michigan here. But so when because you do everything so numbers based and so systems based, mm-hmm. how do you square an intangible like Nick Saban ten and one with like multiple days to prepare for a playoff for a natty? I love it when people like Aaron go on a broadcast and try to educate everybody on what the middle eight is. The middle eight is a prime example of what coaches know how to coach in-game and which ones don't. Managing the clock is crucial. Getting points up and knowing who gets the ball first and second half. In this game, it's actually Michigan's advantage. They're 24th in middle eight, Alabama 33rd. So there is in-game adjustments here. Special teams, both are top five. I mean, it's really close with these two teams in every single factor, but in-game adjustments, Michigan is the one that's proven to be better. I'm fucking coward. I should have chose Michigan yesterday. Well, Michigan, but the problem is Michigan, you know, Harbaugh hasn't coached half the games this year. So, I mean, is that due to him coaching or someone else coaching? Uh, I, I don't think he coaches. No. I mean, what, every, what was that? No, no, stop. What was that weak flailing attempt <laughs> of a rebut there, Aaron? You, you didn't believe anything that you just <laughs> said. You didn't coach half the, I mean, part of those stats aren't his stats. He wasn't on the damn sidelines for six games. Yeah, I don't think I think he I think maybe he interjects on fourth downs, but really this is Sharon Moore. This is Jesse Mentor. It's their game. Um, Let's go to the other game. Sugar Bowl. I think I believe the more competitive of the two games because I think Alabama is going to beat the hell out of Michigan. Um, How do you see this one playing out? Well, I have a hundred to one on Washington at the Westgate that pays fifty grand. So I would love to go in. I would love to leave. (laughs) I floated it on Twitter and people are like, "What is that?" Uh, yeah, the Westgate hung a hundred to one and I had to get some money down on that last February. Um, cause everybody else was 40 to one. Let's be clear. I am on Washington in this game. I do have a Texas future 25 to one, but it doesn't pay anything like what this Washington does. Mm-hmm. I'm not adding to Texas. I'm not touching my futures. And I think Washington wins this game and I could name off a billion places. Texas is going to win this. They have a special teams advantage. They have a tackle grading advantage. They have explosives advantage, but where are they bad? in the secondary that's Mm -hmm. not great and plus washington's going to try to run play action i'm not sure they're going to be successful because you have to set up the run with dylan johnson but when they go five wides they their three main routes are hitch out and wide receiver screen you go and look at texas's defense in the secondary 37 percent success rate in defending hitch and wide receiver screens Penix is going to tear them up he has a 3.2 percent pressure to sack ratio even if this fantastic pass rush can get past the Joe Moore award-winning offensive line, you're still looking at an NFL quarterback that's ready to, that can just rifle the ball and get it out of the way in no time. I don't think, they only had five pressures on him in the Alamo Bowl. It was the same offensive line, same defensive front. Five pressures, one quarterback hit. Yeah, so... I keep forgetting this is a rematch. I keep forgetting this is a rematch. Now, because obviously the teams feel vastly different. They are, like, in terms of, I guess, who they are. But, yeah, Washington did win pretty handily last season. Um... How so? One interesting thing about Washington this year to me, Con, is that in a lot of these big games, it's not always that the rushing attack is dominant, but they they are very committed to it. Like they will run the ball around thirty times. Do you, do you expect them to do the same against Texas here? 
only to set up the play action pass because they live and thrive in play action pass. And I think they're going to have some success in it where the game really gets a little fuzzy is the other side of the ball with Texas and scoring opportunities. Cause frankly, they've been bad. I hear the dogs barking for the Huskies. There we go. hundred to one. Uh, but I mean, Texas has been really bad in the red zone. They've been really bad in finishing drives. They're 60th in finishing drives, but they're 121st in red zone TD rate. I mean, Sark can be a wizard all he wants on the offensive side, but this team has not been able to execute down at the goal line. I think it's going to be a big factor in this game. Damn. Surprising. Mm. Love it. Okay. So um, you like Michigan to cover. And uh, what's the spread in the conference? I actually don't know. You can get Michigan minus 115 or minus 120 on the money line a lot of places. Okay. 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 Perfect. And then what's what's the spread on the uh, on the Washington game? Get, I, I would get four if you like Washington. Get it now. It is not closing four. I know of a lot of five six figure people that are going in to whack that line down to three. So. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. So go take advantage right now. As soon as you hear this, um, Colin, give us your three or two, however many you want, best plays uh, outside of this as we go into the next few days. Let's jump on Oklahoma tonight. I is this going to air? Is this going to air for tomorrow. everybody? Before? No, 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 no. Unfortunately, no. This is a uh, so so. Okay, man behind the curtain. I don't oh, know. The damn it, man got, No, no. I don't know if the pop tart <laughs> man got eaten last night. We're recording this on Thursday. Well, uh, still get nap crew. <laughs> so, so this is kind of a fun though exercise though. Tell me what you think is going to happen in this Oklahoma game, and then when people listen. Uh, we'll see if you're right or not. Jackson Arnold on his high school tape runs a flawless RPO and he has flawless vertical passing. I think he has no problem running this Jeff Levy offense that Seth Luttrell is not going to change whatsoever. Arizona, Noah Fafita actually had more turnover-worthy plays and big-time throws downfield. Oklahoma has too much firepower. It's a coin flip game. Take the points. Okay, there we go. Coin flip game. Take the points. Um, all right. Uh, what do we got next? I look at the I took Iowa against I took Iowa to cover their touchdown spread. I think that's probably going to go below. Yeah, down six and a half now. See if you can get a cheap six, six and a half. I think they're going to give Tennessee all the problems in the world. You're going to Joe Milton has declared he's opted out of this. Yeah, he is gone. And now we have Nico uh, running quarterback, which he's more suitable for Josh Heupel's offense. That's why he was brought in. But at the same time, this is his first start ever. And you're going to give him up to the Iowa defense on (laughs) the morning of New Year's Day. Uh, it's going to be a really tough ask and a timing offense that really struggles against the kind of coverages that Iowa puts out there. What I also like, if you want a degenerate play, pour yourself a little champagne in the morning of sh- uh, New Year's and watch it. Iowa over 13 and a half team total points. Why the defense can <laughs> score two? What the I, fuck I, is wrong with you? And you're putting a brand new quarterback. There's a pick six in this game. I would, I would bet that too. Oh so, my God. Let's go. Uh, that is. Then That's Tennessee, who's calling if that, bro? If that comes true, then Tennessee boosters ain't gonna be too happy now, Bo. And paying well. Nico a lot of money not to lose to Iowa here in game number one. That's a tough first assignment. No, no, it's like it's I, super I, unfair. I'm just saying that like the expectations for this cat are pretty massive, considering his rating and everything else. Like, like this may be unrealistic because Joe Milton played all year, but Tennessee fans absolutely in their head are convinced the offense is gonna look awesome without Joe Milton. Well, I think the other thing about the the other thing about the prop two is that if you go back in Iowa's bowl history, they've scored 21, 17, 29, 29, 42. Like for some reason, a month of practice, their offense all of a sudden can score. Um, all right. uh, we got one more. Is that it? 
with with the, I mean, I, I don't mind ending on the flourish of Iowa team over 13 and a half. <laughs> if, if you want to throw couch change or Chipotle guac money, I don't think Bo Nix comes off the field in the Liberty Bowl until the very end. You don't really sign up to play this game for your coach and for your teammates and try to wash that Pac-12 championship taste out of your mouth by coming out at halftime. I think he plays the full-time Oregon team total over or the full game over. Liberty is really hard to look at. They had the easiest strength of schedule in the country. There's no way they can deal with the playmakers. I mean, Tez Johnson is playing. Bucky Irving is playing mm. way too much for Liberty to deal with here. And I think Bo Nix plays the entire time. And Dan Lanning doesn't care if a 50-burger goes up. So, no, oh, and plus remember this. The Fiesta Bowl always goes over 100 no. points last year. I think, think about the turf, right? I, maybe you guys have experience with this, but they slide that turf in Glendale. It's outside. I think it gets filled with moisture as they slide it in. Even Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields scored like 80 points on this turf a few years ago. So there's something about the Fiesta Bowl. There is always the offense has the first cut and they always have explosives. Didn't West Virginia score like 70 there one time? Am I crazy? Uh, Was that against? uh, Who was that against? Mm. Fuck. Is it Rich Rod days? Oh, well, doesn't matter. I'm not good enough to play. I was never good enough to get up to the level to play on that turf, but something's going on because people just cannot stay upright on it. Mm. Um, Colin, uh, this has nothing to do with anything, but I'm still trying to mull it over in mind. How the fuck did Neil Brown win nine games at West Virginia? Well, especially when nobody can name a single West Virginia player. Actually, Colin, let's play the game with you. Everybody else has got it wrong. Name, name me one West Virginia player. Oh, Garrett Green, CJ. Yeah. I mean, it, Oh, I was calling so him Patrick Donaldson, CJ Donaldson. I, I tweeted about this during the game. You know, I went to Big 12 Media Days and I got the sheet and it said that West Virginia was picked dead last. I said, this mm-hmm. is ridiculous. This is a bowl team. I mean, you got to be, they are the only ones that have a bruising, punch you in the face, grinding mentality in this whole conference. I, I'm not surprised at all what they did. There we go. Did you make some money on them? Oh, yeah. I was over five, over five and a half, over four and a half. I was so much money. Damn. Bro, he should have been 11 and two. Not for the Houston game, then blowing uh, Okie State, whatever. All right, Colin, you're the best, man. This has been a very fun football season. Um, Heard you got to do some work with Hester as well. That's nice. Yeah, that's fun. But uh, thank you for coming on Snaps all year, man. This has been great. I'm sure we'll talk in before the natty. But um, thank you. It's Colin Wilson of the Action Network, Big Bets on Campus podcast. Go check it out. This is Snaps. Like, subscribe. Uh, We have the Saturday morning preview show coming for you. We're reacting live on Monday to the games as well. So we will see you around. More snaps. The volume. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.